Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. Matthew chapter one, verse 18. We'll read through verse 24, then we'll go to the book of Luke. Are you ready? Let's read, New International Version. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, does everybody understand that? She was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and it said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet Verse 23, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him to do and took Mary home as his wife. Go to Luke now, the book of Luke, and chapter 1. And find verse 35, Luke 1, verse 35. If you're all there, say amen. amen. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. What will he be called? The Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I want you to say that. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left her. Go to Luke chapter 2 now. Luke chapter 2. That's the very next chapter, go down to verse 17. Rather lengthy passages of scripture here, but we need to see them all. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and which, for all the things they had heard and seen, pardon me, which were just as they had been told. All right, go down to verse 25, a last few verses here. Verse 25 through 38, and we'll pray and preach to you. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was, a, who was righteous and devout, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit was on him. 
It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit. Everybody say that. Moved by the Spirit. He went into the temple courts. And when the, when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and he praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed him and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your soul too. There was also a prophet Anna of the tribe of Asher and she was very old and she lived with her husband seven years after her marriage then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day fasting and praying coming up to them at that very moment Jesus, pardon me, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the amazing things that you did in the first service and what you've done already here. We lift our hearts before you. We ask that you would give us living understanding that as I preach, as I pray, as we move or moved by your spirit, that you would release impartation to every single person here. Did you release encouragement and strength to each and every one? And the effects of this service would be far-reaching in Samoa, in Costa Rica, in Kenya, all around the world potentially, and even in our own homes and our own hearts. May you fulfill all that you want to do. Release all that's in your heart today towards us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. We do have notes once again in a series Christmas unwrapped. I love receiving gifts and I love giving gifts. We are, that's one of the five love languages, gift giving. How many of you like, how many of you like receiving gifts? How many of you like giving them? Wonderful. Jesus said to the apostle Paul, it's better to give than to receive. An actual fact that's in the book of Acts, it's the only, only, it's in red. If you have one of those red letter editions, it's the only time Jesus spoke and it's in red outside of the Gospels, meaning Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the book of Acts. It says personally to Paul, and he writes it, and it's the words of Jesus, better to, better to give than receive. So last week, the gifts of the wise men, and this week, faith revealed. We're, we're going to unwrap some faith from these Christmas stories. In Hebrews chapter 3, it says this in verse 12, beware brethren and sistren. Brethren actually includes the sistren, so it's everybody. Lest there be an evil heart of unbelief and you depart from the living God, but exhort or encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today. I believe this is a new King James. Lest any of you is hardened through deceitfulness of sin. Verse 14, for we have become partakers of Christ. If, everybody say if. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end, we all need encouragement. I have been so profoundly encouraged 
this week, I, I, I'm having a hard time not weeping because of the goodness of God. I, I, I met, uh, without naming names, but in the service, I met the mother of a precious brother who's, who's come in. And if I, if I recall how that's happened, he was invited by somebody and came and his life's been changed. I've seen the transformation take place over these many months. And now his mama's here and I met his mother and she's weeping. And I realized, oh my gosh, she, she loves God and serves God, has prayed for her son for years. I mean, I don't know how many years she could testify, but for years. And there we are. Mom's there who prayed. The son's there saved, loving Jesus, is in prayer, is going after God. And I'm standing there going, oh my gosh, the Lord's amazing. He answers prayer. Come on, somebody. He's a God who fulfills destiny and purpose. This is not some stupid religious game. I would highly advise if you play religious games to give the game back. <laughs> and trade it in for the real thing. And we all need to be encouraged. And so I'm gonna encourage you this morning. It's about eight minutes left in the morning. So as we go into the afternoon, I'm gonna encourage you in the afternoon too. This story, these are five testimonies, if you will, uh, that take place in the Christmas story. The, the Simeon and Anna one is usually not used for a Christmas story, but it's eight days after Jesus was born, and I think it's appropriate. So let's look at this. Five different testimonies from the Christmas story. The first one is Mary. To understand, uh, understand this, you'd have to, I read it on the New International Version, but it really misses, it's like they're engaged, but we don't understand really what they were. They were betrothed. That's very, very different. It is marriage without the benefits. Amen. And, and it's a process. So to be betrothed, that's why he said he was going to divorce her. It actually is covenant, but it's not the fullness of it. And so there they are. They're, they're, they're basically married, but not fully. Do you follow me? Okay. And she has an angel come. Mary is visited by an angel who says, Mary, you're going to get pregnant. She's, a, she's probably 15 years old, 16 years old, young. And uh, they, they were younger back then. Everybody said, amen. That's, you didn't say nearly as loud as you should. Amen. And, and Tessa says, you're going to be overshadowed. She does not understand. I mean, you can read the different stories about how this angel comes and this promise of the fulfillment of Isaiah, that a virgin will be, will be with child and he will be Emmanuel. I mean, I don't know how you get away from this. It's probably like Jesus isn't God. No, Jesus is God, fully God, fully man. And it's throughout scripture. You, you have to, you know, really do a lot of religious jumping jacks to get away from the fact that that's what the Bible says. Emmanuel, God with us. 700 years before Jesus ever come in the book of Isaiah it was prophesied. And so this is the fulfillment of that now that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, what do you mean overshadow? What does that mean? She didn't understand it, but you know what she did? She submitted, she surrendered. Mary's story, you can pull many things out of the story of Mary, but the thing that it spoke to me is, is about surrendering to God's plan. Even though she didn't understand it, she surrendered. Come on, somebody say, wow. Nothing's impossible with God. Mary had a choice. 
I think we forget that. So if, if the Lord is to come to you and say, would you please stand up? Because she had a choice. She could have looked at me like, I'm not standing up right now. Thank you. We have a choice. It's called the glory of man. You can choose to serve God or you can choose not to. He's not going to make you do it. And Mary had a choice. I think we missed that. We just think, oh, well, the angel came and that's it. Just boom, she's going to obey. No. She had favor. She was, I mean, you can go study her life. It's, it's amazing. She chose to surrender. You know, it's a choice. It's a choice you make. Faith is, is revealed as she surrenders to God. Joseph now. Joseph is an interesting character. Son of David. Interesting greeting because it, the, the angel is referring to the prophetic word that David would always have someone on the throne and is referring to the Messiah. as Joseph, son of David. His father's name was not David. Son of David and the lineage of David, which is very important. There's nothing undone when you study the life of Christ. All these prophecies fulfilled, ancient prophecies, over 300 scriptures in the Old Testament, all saying, basically pointing to the same thing. Jesus is God, fully God, fully. Jesus, or Yahshua, or Joshua, which means he'll save his people from their sins. Amazing. And you know what Joseph could have done? Joseph could have, Joseph could have not obeyed too. That would have been a problem. Can you imagine Mary comes, Joe, we have, we have a challenge. <laughs> oh, what is it? I'm pregnant. You know, I like, where is he? So he, really serious? Think, think about it. Think about when you were engaged and if you can think about that. Your wife comes and says, um, by the way, it doesn't say that she's, he didn't accuse her of being a liar. He didn't, he didn't do any of that. He just said, I, I, I guess we got to get divorced. And he did what every man of God does when you hit a wall and you don't know what else to do. Take a nap. And it says that the angel came. <laughs> Some of you need a nap right now. I think he lied down and he, and he took rest. And I, honestly, I, I do that. When I face things, I pray through and I'm just, well, I get to the place where I don't know, I'll take a nap. And you know what happens? I have dreams also. And God speaks to me too. And, and so in this case, how do you know he's napping? Because it says when he awoke, so an angel comes to him and explains the whole plan and says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And there was a lot to be afraid of. Listen, you could have been stoned. You could have been killed. It wasn't like today. And so he, he obeyed. Not knowing what that act of obedience would bring. Listen, we're here today because Mary surrendered and because Joseph obeyed. You do not know what will happen through the other side of your obedience. Some of you just guillotine your faith weekly. He's telling you to do things, but it doesn't make sense. I bet it didn't make sense to Mary either. And it certainly didn't make sense to Joseph, but they knew that God had spoken to them. And Joseph, she surrendered and Joseph obeyed. Wow. Your obedience, your surrender is very important. You're ushering. You don't know what it is to just... You decided, okay, I'm going to help with the usher. You don't know what impact you might bring. You don't know what impact you might bring by obeying God to allow for your home to be open for, to host a life group. And, uh, and one of our leaders comes. You don't know what fruitfulness that'll bring. You don't know what it'll bring through your act of obedience of tithing or praying. 
Some of you, God spoke to you to stop, turn the TV off, watch, you know, watch the 12 days of Christmas later and pray. Would you pray? And, and you said, I can pray later. And you didn't, you don't know what you, you don't know what you aborted. And many of us, we don't even know what happens when we obey. But when we obey, I'm going to tell you, God will release his power. Simeon and Anna, what do you get from that? Pastor Karen preached this very powerful word. And I tried to steal it from her, but uh, she's going to preach it to us at the Lord's leading at some point. Powerful word about Anna at the women's Christmas tea. I got touched by the Lord. And so I've chosen a point that she didn't have. And it's perseverance. She said it a little bit differently. I think she said commitment to all those 300 plus women on Thursday night. Perseverance. Think about this. Simeon has this word from the Lord. He's old, it says. Now, we don't know how old he is, but he's, he's led by the Spirit. So he just, this Holy Spirit is on him, it says. And he goes into the temple and right at that time sees, it's revealed to him that this is the Messiah. And he has this promise. And the promise is, you will live until the Messiah comes. And I'm going to show him to you. So when he sees Jesus, eight days old, being circumcised, following the, the law, the first thing he says is, oh, God, thank you. Now you can dismiss me in peace. Meaning, your word to me is fulfilled. I'm ready to die. And I think he probably did. We don't read that, but it's over. And he prophesies so powerfully over them. He had to wait. We don't even know how long he waited. Anna, pick, if, you, if you look at Anna, she, I mean, there's a lot of argument about how old she is. Somebody say she's, a hundred something. Anyway, she's older than 84, I think we could say. And so, you know, 84 is, as I get older, as I get older, I used to, you know, I used to think that 60 is old. 60 is not old. <laughs> I used to think that 70 is old. I now know 70 is not old. Amen. And 80, 80 is getting older, but it's still not old. I'm going for 120. I don't know about you. You know, we just have a different, it seems like, Things change as you mature a little bit. Anyway, she had given her life, her whole life, to fasting, to praying for the redemption of Israel, for the consolation of, the consolation of Israel. It's talking about the Messiah. So she prayed, she fasted her whole life, so she never left the temple. She was committed to seeing that fulfilled. And when these two elderly classics, the classics, When these classics saw Jesus come in, they prophesied, both of, them, both of them led to fulfill purpose and to fulfill the promise that God gave them individually that impacted. Then she told everybody that would listen. I love that. She becomes the first evangelist. She might be the first evangelist. Well, the shepherds, some called hillbillies this morning. The difference between hillbillies and hicks. Raise your hand if you know what the difference is between a hick and a hillbilly. Hillbillies tithe. That's the difference. A hick doesn't tithe. It's also the difference between a, a hick and a redneck. Rednecks tithe. Come on, somebody, say amen. <laughs> we don't understand the result of, of the obedience of them persevering. You know, I've persevered for some things that starting to be a long time, maybe. I used to think five years was long. Five years is not long. 
And then, then, then I realized five years is not long. And then I think 10 years I used to think is long. 10 years is also not long. Now I think in blocks of 20 years. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? 20, 20 years is a good piece of time. Perseverance. Perseverance. You see the perseverance of Simeon. You see the perseverance of Anna. And I'm telling you, the result of their perseverance, I don't think we understand the fullness of it, but we, we get to read it here. Listen, don't quit. Can I just tell you? Where are you going to go anyway? I, in my early days of my salvation, went through great heartache. And the, it was a kind of heartache where you just didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to breathe. I, I just, has anybody ever been through something so difficult that you're just like, can you just take me home? Because like, it's good already. It's enough. Can you just take me home now? And I prayed that prayer. And I wanted to quit because I'm like, well, I'm still here. So, you know, maybe I had the fleeting thought. Sometimes it wasn't fleeting. This particular part of my testimony was fleeting. I thought, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. Well, I had quit a bunch before that. And I got to this place where I realized, where are you going? <laughs> and so I thought to myself, I'm going to quit. And this scripture came to mind. It comes from Peter. Jesus says to the disciples, are you all going to leave too? And Peter says, where we're going because you alone have the words of eternal life. And that rang in my heart. You know, learning the word is so important. And it rang in my heart. I can't quit because you alone have the words of eternal life. You've touched me. I know you're God. I know I'm saved. I got nowhere to go. So can you do something, God? Because this is lame. You know, but I stayed. The testimony of your pastors here, Pastor Karen and I, we just never left. I don't know how that happened. It's the grace of God. We kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. We were like a bad penny that just kept turning up, but a penny turned into a nickel, turned into a dime. God healed us. God helped us. And here I stand some 25 years later to try to encourage you to say, don't quit. Persevere. Stand on the promise of God. He's going to come through for you. Come on, bump your neighbor and say, God's coming through. He's not a man that he should lie. Hallelujah. So Mary surrendered. Joseph, Joseph, what Joseph obeyed, revealed as obedience. Simeon and Anna persevered. The shepherds, they're the first evangelists. The shepherds, and by the way, shepherds were not like this highly esteemed trade. Shepherds were not trusted. They smelled. They, they were, they were anti-social. They had natural social distancing taking place by watching sheep. <laughs> they couldn't vote. Women couldn't vote and shepherds couldn't vote. So what's crazy is that God would choose a class of people, if I could say it that way, to be the first ones to declare that, you know, let us go to Bethlehem. They hear the message from the angels, which is so profound. And I'll share more on that probably next Sunday. A, a, a section of scripture that I've preached nearly every year 
It's revelation to me. I, I, I've only known it for about six or seven years now. It's just, it's just so mind-blowing. We heard it in Bethlehem. When we were in Bethlehem, on a bus from one of the generations of the shepherds was our tour guide. So, so truth. Some of you were on that bus. And he told us, to, told us a story. It was so mind-blowing to me. I thought, I don't know about that, bro. Well, I went back and studied. He's absolutely right. What is it? I'm not telling you to come next Sunday. Okay. I'm, I'm just like, amazing. Never heard it preached. Never heard it taught. Never heard it before, uh, before that. And I preach and teach it to you every, every Christmas because I just, so good. So these shepherds, third-class citizens by cultural standards back in the day become the first evangelists. And what did they do? They declared, they, were, they, they, they declared the gospel. They declared, come, the, the, a savior is born. They echoed what the angels told them. And can I tell you what an amazing impartation they received. They declared faith revealed as declaration right there in your notes. Wow. And then the, the fifth group of people, the fifth testimony, is these, these wise men. And we preached on that last week. And I talked about it in the time of receiving our, the tithes. But sacrifice. Faith is revealed as sacrifice. Two years, two years to get there, possibly two years back. I don't think so. I think it was shorter. It just took them longer because God was leading them and they were following a star and it was all supernatural and God was just sinking them up. The star appeared when Jesus was born. When they got there, Jesus is probably two years old. In fact, he's two years old. So they didn't come and bow down to a little baby in a manger. I know I have, I like the little scene at my house too. I got a really nice one. It's awesome. Do you know we, we hide Jesus? He's not in the manger until Christmas morning. We pull him out of the drawer and we put him in there. <laughs> Jesus is born. There you go. That's the sign language. He's born. Amen. So we, put him, we put him in the manger Christ, Christmas morning. <laughs> Sacrifice. You know, um, some things are worth sacrificing for. And I will tell you that you will never, ever regret sacrificing for the Lord. Some people think they're sacrificing for the Lord, but they're doing it, you know, to, to get a pat on the back. And I'm all for getting encouraged. And I commend you for your faithfulness to the Lord and, and doing all that you do for God. I commend you. And we all need that. But these guys were doing it for no other reason than to follow through on the revelation that they got even through the book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 25. They understood when the Messiah was born. They didn't understand it all until the religious leaders, teachers of the law came and told them, oh, it's Bethlehem. And those religious knuckleheads didn't even go with them to go see the Messiah. You know, there's some people that have a lot of scripture, know a lot of things, but it's not in their heart and it doesn't move them. If all you do is learn more, more theology and it doesn't move and change you to transform you to be one that goes to Bethlehem, if I could say it that way. You become a, a, more of a worshiper, more obedient, more sacrificial. If it doesn't open up your heart to change you so that you can change the world, then your theology didn't do anything but make you more religious. And I will tell you that we don't need more of that. God's word does go forth and doesn't return void. And God knows I've studied things that didn't have much of an impact, but then later on, whoa, God. Now, the wise men are a picture of sacrifice. You know, your marriage is worth sacrificing for. 
your children are worth sacrificing for. Let me say this, that uh, whoever your children bond with, that's who's discipling them. And children spell love, T-I-M-E. You spend time with them. Put your phone down, get off the internet, get off your Xbox. If there's not a willingness to give it all, then you'll never see anything great for God. Can I tell you that? If there's not a willingness to give everything, listen. I know a lot of people that want to see miracles, and then I know a lot of people that walk in them. It's not a sloppy agape. Agape is one of the types of love. Agape is unconditional love. So God gives it unconditionally, but that ought to move in you in such a way that you're willing to sacrifice. And if you're not willing to go up the mountain with the fire and the knife like Abraham and the sacrifice, then you're never going to see the promises of God fulfilled. And it doesn't just happen. If you're not willing to give your life for something, you're subtle for anything. Let me, let me try. If, if, you, if your passion doesn't, can't get you up in the morning to, to, to get to pray or get to do whatever God calls you to do to obey, then you, you got to check, your, check yourself. you got to check your passion. The, the things of God should move us. And I've been in, I've been in my life at times where I've, it didn't move me so much. But you stick around this place and you'll be experience God's power and presence that will move you. And, and it takes everything you got to move into the plan of God sometimes. All right. Look at your notes with me, please. God's speaking to us very simply. Be encouraged to be a person of faith by reflecting on the Christmas story. Read this Christmas, Christmas Unwrapped. Reflect on these, on these notes that I've given you and, and see where you're at. Imagine don't just read the word and let it just be cold on a cold, dead heart. Read it and imagine what it was like to be Joseph. Read, read it and imagine what it was like to be, you know, Mary, all the women. Amen. Imagine what it was like. What are their parents thinking? What was that like? What is the, imagine being uh, one of the shepherds. Imagine. Put yourself and use a godly imagination. And let it impact your heart and then apply it to your life. Are you surrendered? Are you choosing God's will? Are you obeying? Do you live sacrificially for the Lord? Are you persevering or did you give up? Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Grow your faith. Grow your faith through God's word. Grow your faith through God's word. I'm coming to yet another completion of reading the entire Old Testament once and the New Testament twice over this past year. And January is coming and I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to invite you to do it also. I'm not talking about studying the whole thing. By all means, you should study. I'm just talking about listening to God's word. I listen on a daily basis, seven chapters or so every day. And I'm an auditory learner. So I listen. If I listen and read, I really get a lot more out of it. And then there's been times where I'm listening and start thinking about other things. But, but would you get the word of God in you? Be, become a student of God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the, by the word. Commit yourself to help uh, others grow. Commit yourself to help others grow in their faith. Commit yourself to help others grow in their, in their faith. 
You know, there's people that need help. Let me ask you, who are you helping? Who, who, who are you helping? Are you talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to every single person here. There's hundreds of people here, those online in Kenya, Costa Rica. Who are you discipling? Who are you, who are you helping? Well, I don't know that much. Well, you're here. You know more than some other people. There's, there, come on, there's people under a bridge right now. There's people that you could reach to. I'm gonna share this story. I, uh, there's an open heaven over the sauna at the Alaska Club, I think. I, I'm not sure what's going on there, but... I, I, this, this past week was just a great week of harvest. And um, <laughs> I have people texting me, calling me. Uh, my, my, my brother was telling me, I uh, was talking with someone and um, interested in renting one of his properties. And as they were talking, they discovered, oh, you know, we're Christians. And they're just kind of interviewing and discovered that, oh, I, I, know, your, I know your brother, the, the pastor. Oh, well, how about that? Yeah, I met him in the sauna. I'm seeing more and more and more of that now. The, the only reason that is, is because I'm mostly around Christians in my office and doing administrative things and business meetings and all kinds of stuff. And then I'm in, in like just in the general population. Can I say it that way? In general public, that's, that's when I'm, that's a chance I get is to talk to people. And over this last week, I, I, had, a, I had a brother who will remain nameless and he might be on right now. And he don't want to hear anything I have to say, okay? Because he's heard it already. I've been sharing my faith with him for years. I, I, I don't share anymore because it's kind of like beating somebody about the head with the gospel, all right? But he's in there when I'm talking to other people. And there's times, rarely, where I'm in there with him alone. And I still don't. He knows. I've told him. But we talk. We talk about weightlifting. We talk about stuff. Just trying to love him. Love the brother. He's intense. He's an intense guy. He's like, yeah, no, I'm not into religion. I'm not into, I'm not into God. I'm not into that. I don't want to hear about that. I respect that. Fine. So, you know, over the years we've talked, well, came in and, uh, and he looked at me and he said, uh, we'll get real right now. I'm like, yes, let's go. You know, it's not like, oh, good workout. Yeah. Awesome. No. He said, I'm gonna get real right now. Sorry. I said, you don't have to be sorry. I'm all about getting real. Let's get real, let's go. So he tells me the dilemma he's in and it's a dilemma. When he finished telling me, he just kind of looked at me and I said, uh, do, do you want me to listen? Just listen or do you want to hear, you, you want to hear some wisdom? I said, I'll be your, your sauna pastor. He said, well, I told you so you could, you know, I said, yeah, I got all your answers. I have all of them. I have all your answers. He just looked at me like, I mean, that's a pretty bold thing to say. It's also totally true. So I began to just, and then somebody else came in. I don't remember the, somebody else starts listening and I tell him, well, he didn't get saved. Oh, but he will. Especially if he listened to what I tell him. Because all I did is give him biblical principles of how to overcome his problem. If he'll do it, he will see a miracle. I expect to hear from him this week. I walked, I walked out into the... See, why would I do that? First of all, I can't help myself. I can't help myself. The second reason is I'm a leader and I'm modeling for you. I share my faith. And it's not just, I'm not the, supposed to be the only one that shares my faith. If people did what you do, 
How, would we, how well would we be doing at reaching our community? I'm going over here. If people did what you do, how well would we do at reaching? People are hurting. They are broken. They are lost. They need the glorious good news. Good news. They need it. Who's going to tell them? Why would you do that? I don't feel like sharing. Yeah, you need to, it's not about you. <laughs> it's not about you, it's about him. I walked out into the, into the men's locker room and there was a gentleman there that was older than me. I'm not gonna call him elderly because that's in the hundreds. I don't think he was that old. And he looked at me, he said, what are you telling those young men in there? And he, had, he, he, was, he was touched. I heard he, he heard me, I guess. I don't know how he heard me, but I said, I was just telling him about God, telling him about the good news of Jesus, that there's hope. And he, he was so impacted. He said, way to go, son. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Are you modeling what it is? Are you modeling what it is to, to be a person of faith? Christmas unwrapped, you know what it is? It's Jesus. And when you receive Jesus into the manger of your heart, He'll transform you. He will change you. Why? Because He loves you. And He, and he leaves you here so that you can be a model, so that you can be an example, so that you can be like a, like a, a giant sign on the highway of life where people look at you and they go, man, that guy used to be such a jerk. Look at him now. That girl used to be such, man, look at her. Look at all the joy. God is speaking to us. Be encouraged as to be a person of faith as you meditate on these Christmas testimonies, I'll call them. Grow your faith by God's word. Thirdly, commit yourself to up, help others grow. Model faith. Lastly, share your faith. Very simple word. What are, the, what are the, the angels told the shepherds to go? Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain. That Jesus Christ is born. Come on, try it. Go tell it on the mountain. Over the hills and yeah. I can't hear you. Go tell it on the mountain. That Jesus Christ is. Come on, sing with me. Go tell it on the mountain. Sing it. Come on, try the sign language. Up on your feet. Come on, come on, come on, get happy. Come on, come on, come on. Are you ready? Are you ready to sing with us? You ready? Set. Let's sing. Go, Go. tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go, Go. tell it on the mountain. Do it. That Jesus Christ is born. Go. 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 I dare you to move your feet a little bit. Everywhere go, tell it on the mountain that 
the shepherds. I have no idea how to sing the rest of that. Did you get something from Jesus today? Come on, let's change the community, change the state, let's change the nation. Christmas unwrapped, faith revealed in the five testimonies of, of Christmas. Surrender to God, obey God. Come on, what's the, what's the third one? Declare, fourth one. Persevere, fifth one. Sacrifice. Pastor Karen, you were listening. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.